The Watchtower, Study Edition, November 2020. Study Article 45. This article will be studied during the week of January 4th through 10th. How to Help Others to Observe Christ's Commands. Theme Text Go therefore and make disciples, teaching them to observe all the things I have commanded you. Matthew 28, 19 and 20. Song 89. Listen, obey, and be blessed. Preview. Jesus instructed his followers to make disciples and to teach them to observe all the things he had commanded them. This article considers how we can follow Jesus' instructions. The information is based in part on an article that was published in the Watchtower of July 1, 2004, pages 14 through 19. Paragraph 1. Question. According to Matthew 28, 18-20, what command did Jesus give? After Jesus was raised from the dead, he appeared to his disciples who were gathered in Galilee. He had something important to tell them. What was it? His words are found at Matthew 28, 18-20, which reads, Jesus approached and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given me in heaven and on the earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of people of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all the things I have commanded you. And look, I am with you all the days until the conclusion of the system of things. Paragraph 2. Question. What questions will we consider? Jesus' command to make disciples also applies to each one of God's servants today. Therefore, let us consider three questions related to the assignment that Jesus has given us. First, in addition to teaching God's requirements to new disciples, what should we do? Second, how can all publishers in the congregation contribute to the spiritual growth of Bible students? Third, How can we help inactive fellow believers to share once again in the work of making disciples? Teach them to observe. Paragraph 3. Question. What specific instructions did Jesus include in his command? Jesus' instructions are clear. We must teach people the things that he commanded. However, we should not overlook an important detail. Jesus did not say, Teach them all the things I have commanded you. Instead, he said, Teach them to observe all the things I have commanded you. To apply that specific instruction when teaching a Bible student, we need to be not only teachers, but also guides. Why is that the case? Paragraph 4. Question. What does it mean to observe a command? Illustrate. To observe a command means to obey it. To illustrate how we can teach someone to observe or obey the things that Christ commanded, think of this example. How does a driving instructor teach his students to observe the traffic laws? The instructor may first cover the rules of the road in a classroom setting. However, to teach his students how to obey those rules, he has to take another step. 
He has to accompany the students and guide them as they actually drive in traffic and try to put into practice what they have learned. What can we learn from that example? Paragraph 5, Part A. Question. According to John 14.15 and 1 John 2.3, what do we need to teach our Bible students to do? Part B. Give examples of how we can guide our students. When we study the Bible with others, we teach them what God requires of us. But we must do more. We must teach our Bible students to apply in their daily life what they learn. John 14.15 reads, If you love me, you will observe my commandments. 1 John 2.3 reads, And by this we realize that we have come to know him, namely, if we continue observing his commandments. By example, we can show our students how they can apply basic scriptural principles at school, at work, or during recreation. We can relate an instance from our life to show them how applying the Bible's direction protected us from harm or how it helped us to make a wise decision. In the presence of our students, we can pray to Jehovah that the Holy Spirit guide them. Paragraph 6. Question. What is included in teaching others to observe Jesus' commandments? What is included in teaching others to observe Jesus' commandments? We need to help our Bible students develop the desire to make disciples. For some students, the idea of sharing in the preaching work may be intimidating. So we need to be patient as we give them the sort of instruction that gradually deepens their understanding, touches their heart, and moves them to action. What approach could we take to help students to develop the desire to share the good news with others? Paragraph 7. Question. How can we help a student to develop the desire to share the good news with others? We might ask our Bible student such questions as these How has accepting the kingdom message changed your life for the better? Do you think that others need to hear this message? What can you do to help them? Show the student the tracts that are part of our teaching toolbox. And let him choose which ones he thinks would appeal to his relatives, friends, or co workers. The footnote reads For simplicity, we here refer to the student in the masculine gender. End of footnote. Give the student a number of these tracts. Have a practice session to teach him how to offer a tract in a tactful way. Of course, after our student is approved as an unbaptized publisher, We will want to be at his side to guide him. How the Congregation Helps Bible Students to Progress. Paragraph 8. Question. Why is it important that our students develop strong love for God and for neighbor? Keep in mind that Jesus instructed us to teach others to observe all the things he commanded. That certainly includes the two greatest commands. To love God and to love neighbor, both of which are closely connected to the preaching and disciple making work. What is the connection? A principal motive for sharing in the preaching work is love, our love for God and our love for neighbor. 
Understandably, for some Bible students, the thought of sharing in the preaching work may cause fear. But we can assure such students that with Jehovah's help, they will gradually be able to overcome the fear of man. The box that accompanies this article describes what steps we can take to help our student to grow in his love for God. In addition, what can the congregation do to help new disciples to grow in showing love? The following is a description of the pictures being considered with paragraph 8. The sister conducting the Bible study explains what steps the student needs to take to deepen her love for God. Later, the student applies the three suggestions that she received from her Bible teacher. The following is supplementary information. How to deepen our Bible students' love for God. Encourage them to read. Encourage Bible students to read the Bible, even if only for a few minutes every day. Give them a copy of a Bible reading schedule. See the printable Bible reading schedule. On jw.org, go to Bible Teachings, Bible Study Tools. Encourage them to watch the introductory videos for Bible books and show them where the videos are found on our website. Help them to meditate. Help Bible students to meditate on God's Word. Using an introduction to God's Word in the front of the New World Translation, show them question 20. How can you get the most out of your Bible reading? Explain how the four questions listed there can help them to meditate. To demonstrate this method, read a portion of the Bible together and then answer the four questions. By teaching this method, we enable students to find Bible gems on their own, which will give them joy and will draw them closer to Jehovah. Teach them to pray. Teach Bible students to pray to Jehovah and help them to understand what can be included in their prayers. Use such scriptures as Psalm 25, 4 and 5 and 1 John 5, 14 and 15 to explain why praying to Jehovah is so important. When you pray before and after the Bible study, be specific. Express thoughts that reflect your sincere interest in the student. When our heartfelt prayers reveal our love for Jehovah, our student will be moved to offer his own heartfelt prayers to God. Such prayers will help him to develop the desire to obey Jehovah and follow Christ's commandments. Returning to the article. Paragraph 9. Question. In the illustration of the student driver, in what ways is the student learning valuable lessons? Think again of the illustration of the student driver. As he moves through traffic with the instructor at his side, in what ways is the student learning? By listening to his instructor and by observing other careful drivers. For instance, the instructor may point out a driver who kindly allows another to merge in front of him into traffic. Or he may call attention to a driver who courteously dims his car's bright headlights so as not to blind other drivers. Such examples teach the student valuable lessons that he can apply when he is driving. Paragraph 10. Question. What will help a Bible student to make spiritual progress? Similarly, a Bible student who begins to travel on the road to life 
learns not only from his teacher, but also from the fine examples of other servants of Jehovah. Therefore, what will greatly help Bible students to make spiritual progress? Attending our Christian meetings. Why so? The scriptural instruction given at the meetings will deepen their knowledge, strengthen their faith, and help them to grow in their love for God. Furthermore, at the meetings, the Bible teacher can introduce the student to brothers and sisters with whom he may have much in common. What examples of Christian love in action may the student see in the congregation? Consider the following scenarios. Paragraph 11. Question. What examples may a student notice in the congregation, and what effect may they have on a student? A Bible student who is a single parent observes a Christian sister who is in a similar situation. It touches the student's heart to see how much effort the sister makes to come to the kingdom hall with her small children. A student who struggles to quit smoking gets acquainted with a publisher who had a similar struggle but was able to overcome it. The publisher tells the student how his own growing love for Jehovah moved him to obey God's commandments. After listening to the publisher's personal story, the student feels more confident when the brother assures him, You can quit too. A young woman who is a Bible student notices a young sister who clearly enjoys her life as a witness. What the Bible student notices about the young sister's joyful disposition makes her want to learn more about why the sister always seems to be happy. Paragraph 12. Question. Why can we say that each one in the congregation has a role in helping Bible students? When Bible students get to know a variety of faithful publishers, the students learn from their examples what it means to observe Christ's command to love God and neighbor. Moreover, as previously noted, a Bible student can learn from publishers who deal with challenges that are similar to the ones the student faces. The student learns from such examples that the changes he needs to make to become a disciple of Christ are within reach. Each one in the congregation can contribute in various ways to the spiritual progress of Bible students. What efforts do you personally make to encourage Bible students who come to the meetings? Help inactive ones to share once again. Paragraphs 13 and 14. Question. How did Jesus treat his downhearted apostles? We want to help our inactive brothers and sisters to share once again in fulfilling Christ's commission to make disciples. The way Jesus treated his downhearted apostles shows what we may do today. At the end of Jesus' ministry on earth, when his death was imminent, the apostles all abandoned him and fled. Mark 14.50 How did Jesus treat his apostles when they were temporarily in a weakened condition? Shortly after his resurrection, Jesus told some of his followers, Have no fear. Go, report to my brothers that I was raised. Matthew 28.10a Jesus did not give up on his apostles. Even though they had abandoned him, he still called them my brothers. Like Jehovah, Jesus was merciful and forgiving. Paragraph 15. Question. 
How do we feel about those who have stopped sharing in the ministry? Likewise, we have deep concern for those who have stopped sharing in the ministry. They are our brothers and sisters, and we love them. We still remember the labors of love that those fellow believers performed in the past, some perhaps for decades. We truly miss them. In imitation of Jesus, in what ways may we express our concern for them? Paragraph 16. Question. How can we express our concern for our inactive brothers and sisters? Give a warm invitation. One way that Jesus encouraged his downhearted apostles was by inviting them to a meeting. Similarly today, we can encourage inactive ones to attend the congregation meetings if they are not already doing so. We realize that we may need to invite them several times before they respond. Jesus no doubt was delighted that his disciples responded to his invitation. Paragraph 17. Question. How should we react when an inactive one attends a meeting? Give a heartfelt welcome. Jesus made his disciples feel welcome when they met with him. He took the initiative to speak to them. How will we react when an inactive one arrives at the kingdom hall? We should take the initiative by warmly welcoming him. At first, we may worry that we will not know what to say. But without making him feel uncomfortable, we can simply tell him how happy we are to see him. Paragraph 18. Question. How can we reassure inactive publishers? Give sincere reassurance. Jesus' disciples probably felt overwhelmed by the commission to preach in all the world. Jesus reassured his followers by saying, I am with you all the days. Matthew 28:20. 20. Was his approach effective? Yes. Before long, they were busy teaching and declaring the good news. Acts 5:42. Inactive publishers also need reassurance. They may feel overwhelmed by the thought of preaching again. We can reassure them that they will not have to preach alone. When they are ready, we can accompany them in the ministry. They will no doubt appreciate our support as they begin preaching the good news once again. When we view and treat inactive ones as our brothers and sisters, we may see heartwarming results in our congregation. We want to finish the work entrusted to us. Paragraph 19. Question. What is our heartfelt desire and why? Until when should we continue with disciple-making? Throughout the conclusion of this system of things, will we be able to fulfill this aspect of Jesus' commission? We are determined to do so. We gladly give of our time, energy, and resources to find those who are rightly disposed for everlasting life. Acts 13.48 When we do this, we follow Jesus' example. He stated, My food is to do the will of Him who sent me and to finish His work. John 4.34 That is also our heartfelt desire. We want to finish the work that has been entrusted to us, and we want others, including inactive ones, to endure in this work with us. Paragraph 20. Question. 
According to Philippians 4.13, why can we accomplish the work that Jesus commanded us to do? Granted, fulfilling Jesus' great commission is a challenge. However, we are not facing this task alone. Jesus promised that He would be with us. We carry out the assignment to make disciples as God's fellow workers and in company with Christ. 1 Corinthians 3.9 and 2 Corinthians 2.17 Therefore, we can accomplish it. What a privilege and pleasure it is to carry out this assignment and help others to do so as well. Philippians 4.13 reads, For all things I have the strength through the one who gives me power. How can we help our Bible students to observe Jesus' commands? Encourage Bible students who attend meetings. Help inactive ones to start preaching once again. Song 79, Teach Them to Stand Firm. End of article.